welcome to No Instructions, I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. Totally caught you off guard with that one, didn't I? I'm always ready to say my own name. Watch this. I'm Josh. <laughs> How's it going? That's how you know it's my real name. Because you I don't, don't have to practice. You don't have to think about it? Nope. It's just like, it's instinctual. Well, what's up? Uh, I don't know. Look at that. Ooh. That's, that's nice. fun. Yeah. New pieces. We get really excited when we discover new pieces. Clear orange piece. I like that. So you're still working on Darth Vader's castle. Yeah, I've only done like the first little bit. I really, all I made was his mini little TIE fighter, mm. which is pretty cool. Um, and it actually has enough room, I think, in it for... He can ride it? He can, he can fit I in there. I hope so. Which is kind of crazy, but... Now, what makes something a castle? Because when I saw that... Huh. In Rogue One, I'm like, well, he's got a... There didn't seem to be very it's many residential neighborhoods on <laughs> Mustafar. They seem very industrial. Yeah. So did he take over someone's rundown office complex? Did he get it really cheap? Got a great deal. This place is surrounded by lava, so we're having a yeah. hard time selling it. No, I, I, um, I know you're joking, but I read a little thing saying that... Someone's angry at someone else. Yeah, there's yelling happening. Uh, there's also a big storm happening outside, so we may lose power. It was Dorothy's family screaming at her wow. <laughs> to come back in. Anyway, I read, a, I read a thing saying that the um, emperor built that castle for him as a way to continue to torture him. Mm. So it's like intentionally oh. there and... He's just surrounded by angst? I guess so. Mm. He should have made like a... Like a mannequin of, not an Anakin mannequin, ah. but a Padme <laughs> mannequin. Yeah. That just like lays outside his window. Mm. Just being dead. It, <laughs> being, just a little, being a little dead. sign like that she wrote in her finger in the, in the, the ash. I loved you. It says, you did this to mm. me. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. I don't know what, how you define a castle. That might be worth looking up at some point. I'm sure there's a, a good Because, I mean, in a, a planet that is pretty much just a moat. Like, it's just moat everywhere. That's true. So it's fortified. It has a, a lava waterfall running through it, which I think was an aesthetic choice by the designer. Like, I don't see what purpose that serves unless it, again, was some type of manufacturing setting where they needed to divert part of the lava river to power something hmm. or to sample stuff if it was uh, it's probably what heats his hot tub hmm. runs right through the middle and the hot tub's right in the center and so it just heats that hmm. he'd boil to death that's a guess but it's probably right what are you working on i am putting together i'm starting the lego creator we only have one camera today because oh it's over there because anthony is on vacation so we're doing this by ourselves again Mm -hmm. But I'm starting the Lego Creator Mustang, the 67 Ford Mustang. And I'm pretty excited about this. Mustang. So I have been working on that same set uh, off the show <clears throat> because... i got to open the bag. I'm going to be loud and quick. I've been working on that same set off the show because I knew you would be doing it. And I was already working on this, and so I figured, you know... And I just did the, the car, the Aston your, Martin. Your Lego card out? Yeah, 
Well, no, I mean, I'm still building it, but it's just, it's a very similar thing. Mm. And so I've been working on it while I'm sitting in front of the TV at night. Your TV or your giant mm. movie screen? TV. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> They're trying to yell to people outside the house from inside the house with the doors closed. That doesn't really work. Um, no, just from the regular TV. So do you yeah. use the screen at all to watch regular TV? Like No. It's just a special circumstance? It's kind of, yeah. I mean, so far we've only kind of been using it for family movie nights. But I do really want to try, like, Mario Kart. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, because then everybody gets their, basically, like, their 50-something-inch <laughs> TV of them, you know, just their player. But, yeah, we're kind of saving it for family movie nights, which I think makes it more special. I don't want the kids to get too used to it, to where they think it's always the, the way that we watch stuff, you know. This instruction manual has yeah. the pieces outlined in red. Yes. Do you see it? That's new. That is kind of new, and I think there's a really good reason for it. So, as well, you, I guess I guess to give a little more context, usually in Lego manuals, you get a list of the mm -hmm. the pieces used in step whatever, and then just below that, it just has the the model, right? And you have to deduce where those pieces go. And sometimes it has little arrows, and sometimes it doesn't. And this has the pieces with an arrow, and they are all outlined in red. They have a stroke around them. Hmm. It would be interesting to see if that's like a thing they're going to start doing in all sets moving yeah. forward. But on that set specifically, so far I've learned, because I'm in like bag five. Okay, so there's only one more bag after that. Um, or four or five, or somewhere along that. But there's a whole lot of dark blue pieces, because the outside of the car is dark blue. Right. So unless, like this, the lighting in here may help with it, but the lighting in the room where I've been working, discerning the individual pieces in light blue on those instructions is really hard. Mm. Like I have to pick up the book, hold it about eight inches from my face to see the outline, because like the black and the white, like the black pieces have white highlights, so you can see them very easily. The blue, I don't know, it's just like harder to see. But it could just hmm. be the light in where I've been working. But so I wonder if those red markings are not just to make it easier to kind of pick out the pieces that are changing. Does it do it through the whole thing? Yeah. Wow. I mean, not in every single one, but it shows where it assemblies like go and stuff. Interesting. Or maybe it does do it in every one. Hmm. Yeah, it's a cool set. Um, it's a little bit more. There are a couple of places where I got kind of confused and I had to backtrack a little bit. But this is a creator set. Expert. Not. Uh, uh. Does it say? It does. Oh, it does. Oh, okay, cool. So, so thus far, my only experience with quote expert sets have been cars. Because yeah, you made car, me and it too. was expert, and this is a car. So, I guess it's just their new branding for cars. Could be. It is very similar in uh, overall size and structure. I mean, the wheels are scaled the same, so that makes the whole car scaled pretty much the same as the Aston Martin. But it. Uh, the way the steering is implemented and like the way the wheel wells are they're very Mustang so it's a lot different construction wise but it's basically the same scale you know same wheelbase and stuff but it's a cool set I do not see the pieces that I need <laughs> for this stuff there are multiple number bags is there I only saw one number one I don't know I don't remember but I know that I've gotten used to that now that bag number two doesn't mean you have the bag two twos you may you may need to get more. Six, five, four. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Sneaky devil. All the way at the bottom. Lego, you got me again. 
All right, so there was something I was going to ask your opinion on. Okay. Which we kind of talked about the other day briefly on our way to lunch. Okay. Um, it's topical. Top topical. It's topical. Like not goes, like it goes on the skin. We need to have a little jingle for like this is a topical <laughs> conversation about relevant things in the world. It doesn't go on your skin. Yeah, <laughs> it's not moisturizing. <laughs> um, so there was a, a like an FBI sting lately with these very well-to-do and wealthy families that are cheating their kids' way into college. Hmm. And a bunch of people have been arrested, including or including to not exclusively Aunt Becky from Full House. Really? Yeah. Lori Laughlin? Oh, that's a bummer. Well, when you read the indictment, kind of not a bummer. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, kind of get what's coming to you. I had a thing for Lori well, Laughlin. Yeah, I was going to say, bad. it's a bummer because I always had a thing for her growing up. But, yeah, anyway. But, so the indictment pretty much reads, there's a non-profit company in California that uh, has shysty business practices that allows families of means to make a charitable donation, air quotes. And because it's a 501c3, that charitable donations, air quotes, is tax deductible. Mm-hmm. But you you give a donation to this company and the company like finagles the ACT and SAT systems so that the kids don't take it at their high school like you would normally. Mm. I presume you did and like I did. Mm-hmm. You take it at a special facility where they bribe people, uh, the facilitators, to just give the kids the answers. What? Yeah. And then they also bribe these athletic directors at these Ivy League schools and very prestigious universities, pretty much your school of choice, because the athletic directors of certain sports have a, a quota or have a um, have a number of, it's not a scholarship, it's like an admissions mm-hmm. bonus, if you yeah. will, like gives them extra bonus points because they're like, oh, this person, the example that they gave was on the crew team. So Aunt Becky's two kids. We're, we're going to row crew. And the only like uh, substantiating documentation they had to provide was like a picture of these kids literally on a rowing machine at a gym. What? Yeah. And then they would make up like they were uh, the co-captain of some crew, whatever thing, with, which is a lie. Yeah. These kids have never rowed a boat in their life. But the coach was bribed to put them on the list. And so, therefore, they gained admission because of stuff like this. So. Wow. They cheated their way through their standardized test scores and cheated their way onto these exclusive lists of people that are given special attention for admissions hmm. because they paid like this company over, it was seven years. Uh, it was either 15 or 25 million that they took in. Whoa. It was ridiculous. Like it was um, That's crazy. in the 50 or 70 <clears throat> some odd people that had been indicted a lot, wow. but... The point of this is I was confused and a little jealous as a person who is obviously not of means, but would go, if I really wanted to get my kid into college, like where does that love of your kids mm. go like, become my, yeah, like for them? Yes. Huh. Well, somewhere like William H. Macy, you know, William H. Macy. Yeah. Yeah. His wife, I forgot her name. She was on Desperate Housewives and something else. She's up on it, too. Wow. Yep. So William H. Macy's kids. Huh. I mean... Huh. <laughs> I mean, I don't... Uh, I'm I'm of the mindset that, like, if my kids 
do something wrong, and I think you are too. Like my kids do something wrong, they own up to it. If they don't work hard, they get a bad grade, and it's on them. Um, yeah. Consequences. Know, I'm, I'm are, big on consequences yeah. for your actions. Yeah, definitely. So if that means that they don't get into a school that they want, well, I mean, for one, I don't really care about where they go to school. I would like for them to try school for the experience of it, you know, and depending on who they are and what they decide they want to do, whatever, we'll figure that out. But going to a very specific school, I could care less. And so I wouldn't ever, I would never use that as a reason to like, oh, well, we have to get you into this right place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that. But also, if they didn't earn it, they shouldn't have it. Fact. And I am, I am firm in that, you know, and they know that too, so... And what I think was bonkers about it was a lot of the schools like Yale was on, like the athletic director for the women's soccer team or something was indicted. Um, this is not even to pay for school. Like, I'm going to keep calling her Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky and her designer husband for the, her two kids paid upward of $400,000 to this nonprofit. And so this is just to get their test that's scores. That's just admission. Like, and that's, they're like, we're going to get your kids into the school. And they're kind of not great at taking tests. So it said, so the, the process, if, if your kid is in school out there and needs some help, um, <coughs> excuse me, but apparently if you have a learning disability, you can request special time or additional time for the ACT and SAT mm -hmm. upwards of like another day to take the test. Oh. So he would advise the students to request this. And then whenever they were granted, they would go, oh, well, then you need to petition the whatever, either those two governing bodies to say like you had to leave town for a wedding or a bar mitzvah and you would go to one of these two testing centers, one was in Houston, one was in Los Angeles. Huh. And then once that was approved, then it was like, okay, so you have extra time, you're by yourself, you're not at your school. And so my friend, whoever is going to administer air quotes this test for you. And he would give them answers or they would correct the answers once they saw that the kids got it wrong. And then they were to take a practice test beforehand and they would go, we don't want to increase your score by any more than 30 to 40%. 40%. That's insane. To try to not raise suspicion. <laughs> like, that's crazy. And, and I think what kind of got me is that we grew up in the world of like in America where rich people can apparently like, Oh, I'm going to buy a wing or buy a library or buy a whatever and buy their kids way into school. And it was always this like jokey kind of thing that was made fun of in pop culture, but I'm guessing completely acceptable. Yeah. Well, and real, like you could, you could easily chalk that up to like, Oh, well that's something rich people probably do, but we can't really prove it and we don't know how it happened. Yeah, I don't know anybody who's actually done it because... But now you do. <laughs> like, now you have a description of exactly how it But I guess, happen. like, where does cheating... Where does that line draw? Is it because it's an outside influence, like, and they call it pretty much a bribe? But if I go to Harvard and I go, hey, we made all our millions building Legos on the radio, <laughs> I want to get my kid... <laughs> totally happening, by the way. Yeah, who's, like, who's not... Dumb. He just doesn't like to apply himself. So how's about you guys need a new research branch from your whatever? Yeah. Like, oh. Now, I am imagining through most 80s and 90s movies that gives me some type of preferential treatment. Yeah. Or if your family's on the board at some hospital, imagine that you get like, oh, that's neat. It's a paint roller. It's a paint roller. Uh, it's a Lego piece. It looks like a paint roller. That's exactly what 
Darth Vader would need inside his new industrial <laughs> castle complex. But like in the movies or in TV, like if you were in a position of power, you automatically get special treatment over some type of institution. Hmm. Whether like you get in the nice room in a hospital because you're on the board of directors or you're the whoever's son or daughter. Like, and this is an example, this, this thing with Aunt Becky and all these other people is the thing. It's like, no, that's, that's called bribery and that's money laundry and that's fraud. Hmm. And it, does one practice... Is one practice okay or acceptable and one is illegal? Well, it's kind of weird when you think about that. I'm not I'm not at all advocating for that these people have not done something wrong. Don't hear that. But from like when you get out of a a system, a school system that is government funded. So if you get into private college, private university, and these are maybe maybe we're not talking about that, maybe we're talking about state schools or something. The one was, and Becky's kids were going to USC. So I'm okay. not sure if that's a... Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, the, I, don't know. Yeah, I don't even know how you would determine which schools were, fit this description. But imagine that you had a private institution. Mm-hmm. Is there anything actually wrong with buying your way into an education there? In Not not buying the education, not buying a diploma that says you are capable of something that you're not. Buying your foot in the door. Buying your foot in the door. Getting a seat in the class. I mean, it seems shady. It seems uh, inauthentic. But at the same time, is there anything wrong with that? Is that is that not like going to Woodcraft and buying a class to learn how to do a thing? So if was the idea, you see right, what I'm saying, yeah. So was the idea of going to Harvard ever on your radar? Me? No, yeah. No. You were an American high school student, so I mean, it very easily could have been. Yeah. So why was that not a factor for you? Uh, I, it's I, I mean, don't, a prestigious I don't, school, I suppose. Yeah, but I don't think it offered anything that I was interested in at a greater level than anywhere else or than somewhere else would have. Okay, but it wasn't like some social standing you felt like you were being kept from. Like, oh, that place no. is too expensive or like, oh, I can't get into that school. Or I, I feel like to get into a school like that, I would have had to work especially hard at something specific and earn it. And that was not something I was interested in. Okay. So. So I remember I didn't even try to get into Harvard. I thought it was funny. They were at the like college day kind of thing at the community college that like all the high school kids went to. They had like a college fair. Really? Yeah. And they had, yeah. Huh. And I remember going up and like, because news to everybody, I was kind of a smart aleck. I'm like, well, hello there, <laughs> Mr. Harvard. I'm like, I'm too dumb and have not the dedication that Harvard demands. And I don't have the money to go to school here. Yeah. That's not looking at any financial aid. That's not looking at any records or price per credit hour. I just assumed that I didn't. Right. So that in my mind automatically separates uh, my probably ignorant availability to those type of schools. I can't afford that hmm. because they've made their brand so that they are elitist and they are only available to people either to a certain like mega caliber academically to be able to get financial aid or to those people who just have money. Now, do you think that's internal or external? What do you mean? The influence? Is that, is that perception that you just mentioned, is that, do you think, from Harvard or from the outside about Harvard? Because those are very, very different. I think that Harvard would not protest against that label. If, they, if it wasn't a conscious choice to brand themselves as, 
I mean, even like Ivy League, like being included into an Ivy, like there is a sports category, like these are Ivy League schools. So that's not like a Republican elephant or a Democrat donkey that's not an official thing. Like they are officially labeled as Ivy League schools. So part of them uh, has accepted the fact that they are an upper echelon and they stand apart for whatever reasons and whether in their mind it's academic prowess um, or just this elitist type attitude that is only available to the upper crust, either the upper crust academically or upper crust financially one way or the other. So it may not have been a conscious decision on their choice to promote themselves as such. Right. But I don't think that, I think it's a happy coincidence on their part if they did not actively make it that way. Hmm. Because I could see, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know about that, but I could see how that perception um, doesn't really work against them in many ways. Um, I don't know how to say that. Yeah, I, I I could see them not trying to say, oh, that's not us. We're not a super expensive school because yeah. it doesn't really help them to say that they're not. But it also doesn't hurt them for people to perceive that they are. Yeah, it just helps them not send a lot of rejection letters. But I think the reality of it is it's probably, I'm sure it is expensive, but college is expensive. All college is expensive in the U.S., so I wonder if it's maybe not as far out of the realm of possibility uh, financially as people might think it is. Because when I look at the art school that I went to, which is private, mm -hmm. but when I went to the art school, m when I started the classes, it was expensive. And it's gone up astronomically since then. And granted, mm -hmm. that was a really long time ago now. But um, it is ridiculously expensive. More expensive than most other colleges of any kind that I've heard of. Hmm. It's insane. And so I, I don't think, you know, that perception of, like, I can't afford to go there is just around, like, the Ivy League. I think it applies to a lot of different schools. But at the same time, people can get in based on scholarships and stuff. And I guess I'm, all I'm saying is it's all expensive, <laughs> whether we perceive it to be or not. An art school can be way more expensive than an Ivy League if... Hmm. I you went to a Florida public school and I got a 75% scholarship and I still could barely, I had to take out loans for room and board. Mm -hmm. It was just so expensive to live. Yeah. So, I mean, besides being able to study, being able to study somewhere you don't live is just massively expensive. So does that not, again, I'm going to take your stance, not to condone illegal actions and uh, of these people, but does that environment, like with the like, oh, I guess we got to buy a wing of the school or we got to bribe some turd company to help you cheat. Like does the American collegiate system demand some type of shady, weird thing? Like you need to do this or you're not getting into school. No, I don't think so. But the bar to entry is pretty high, higher than it should be. Well, I say higher than it should be, but then that goes back to the, like if you're talking about a private school that runs its own stuff, that is in charge of who they get to let in and not let in versus a government funded thing, which needs to be a little more open and more accessible to a broader range of people. I don't know. Those are two really different things. I'm not sure. Do you think that the students should be punished? Maybe not legally punished, but do you think that they should, if, if they haven't graduated already, um, either 
Because, I mean, once they got into school and they met all the academic requirements, you met the requirements. How you got in, I think, yeah. at that point, like, your degree is based on you completing XYZ. Yeah, and once you've done that, from day you get one a degree. Of school. Yeah. So if they're currently in school, should they face some punitive actions because of what their parents did and what they may have been complicit with or just been, I mean, because face it, they weren't going to get into college anyway, just ignorant of what was actually going on? Hmm. I mean, I would say no, but I don't... To teach them a lesson? Uh, I mean, I think their parents going to jail would be quite a bit of a lesson. Honestly. Well, these parents are rich, man. They ain't going to jail. You never know. And Becky got on bail. It was like a million dollars on bail. Hmm. And if you can drop $400,000 on an acceptance letter, yeah, you really think a million dollars is really going to make that big of a point. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I... I guess I it would all depend on the kid and you can't make a judgment like that about an individual you know when it applies to a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. <laughs> well this one looks like it turned out all right let's not punish him you can probably be a senator one day yeah I don't know that's a pretty messed up situation but also I mean it's pretty messed up for the relationship of the parents and the kids you know because I, I could see I totally understand that the parents thought they were doing the best for their kids and they're using their what they've gained in their situation to um, to be able to take care of stuff like you know best interest mm-hmm. but at the same time when you then you look down the road they get in trouble they get caught something happens they have to pay a bunch of money uh, the parents are probably branded in some sort of way the kids probably branded in some sort of way like I wonder how that's gonna affect the relationship right because I can't imagine that it would be good. And if I could put myself in, in one of these people's shoes, like... Put yourself in Aunt Becky's shoes. Title. Her very designer fancy shoes. Put yourself in Aunt Becky's shoes? Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. <laughs> that it, it had, like, the email traffic and the, the phone conversations. Hmm. Because in the indictment, it was like, which she consented to having this her phone call recorded with the guy who ran the nonprofit. I'm like, come on, man, that... I'm no criminal mastermind, but if you're going to do some shady stuff, at least go, hey, man, don't put me on, don't don't record me, Hmm. which led me to believe like maybe what she thought she was doing was honorable in some way. Hmm. Maybe she didn't understand or maybe she didn't realize or she was just really good at rationalizing what she was doing or the nonprofit guy was so silver tongued to be able to spin what he was actually doing in a way that made people think that it was legit. Right. Well, and I guess that's possible. I mean... And, and all she wanted was her daughter or her son or whoever. It just said, like, child A and then younger child. I think one of them was a girl. They just wanted her to get into USC. Like, that was it. Hmm. And just like the stance you made earlier, like, well, then that should have began a long time ago. Yeah. Not their senior year as they're applying for colleges. Like, oh... You got to get this stuff right. Or I mean, I know for me personally, I got to the midway through my senior year and was like, oh, I was supposed to do good in school. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Oops. I forgot. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to deal with that because I didn't try like I should and whatever. But I, my parents didn't come in and bail me out. I just and I think as a, a parent, that may be the point to take away. Is that even if you think you are legitimately doing like your best good with the means that you have acquired, like I'm gonna take everything I have, everything that is known about me now, all my full house money, 
is going to go toward getting my two kids into some random Los Angeles college. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that actually do for the kids? Yes. Yeah. Is that really for their benefit, or are they going to be branded as cheaters? It's true. Um, or potentially lose. Yeah, man. Think about that. Think about even if they got into the school. Man, there's elephants above us. Um, they got into the school, and then Aunt Becky backed off. She never did anything else. They decided, man, I have this opportunity. I'm going to start working hard. I'm going to study. I'm going to do really well. And they do great. They get awesome grades. Turn their life around educationally, right? So they're doing super well. And all this comes out in their junior year. Yep. Everything that they've done will get scrutinized, whether it was real or not. And that's where... Um, that's not cool. Uh, William mean, H. Macy's wife. I forgot her, fair, her name. It's fair, but it's not cool. But... It had the email traffic between her and the nonprofit guy, and she was saying, like, my daughter is so dedicated academically. Like, she made special mention to to highlight her daughter's academic prowess. I'm like, well, then let her yeah. exceed. You, you just erased all of that. It would also be interesting to know if they actually had to do this or if they did it as a safeguard. Just as a guarantee? Yeah. Like, what if those kids actually hmm. would have done fine on the ACT in the first place? Like, maybe the kids, maybe they're not trying to make up the failure of the kid. Maybe they're just safeguarding it hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know why that would be worthwhile, but. Well, one of the counselors at the school, like, caught on as I was reading through this indictment. I think it was Aunt Becky's case. One of the counselors caught on, and the guy from the nonprofit was like, don't go to the school and make us think about this. Because he was like, these kids have never rode crew a day in their life. Like, what are you talking? That was the avenue they went as they bribed the athletic director. And the guy had to contact the school, and there was, like, some email traffic back and forth. And so there was someone going, what you're doing is wrong. And they were were getting mad about it. Hmm. And so I don't know if that anger was, like, someone is trying to thwart our plan or if someone is trying to prevent them from the ultimate goal of getting them into this school and they're just mad at whatever rationale that would have been. Yeah. And so it's hard for me as a parent to try to see the motivations all along the way. Like if they're like, yep, by whatever means necessary, get them into USC. Or if they are just in some upper echelon type environment or mindset that they're like, my kid needs to go to this school, make that happen. And if they've just been placated their entire adult or professional or life right. to have just like, I get what I want. Hmm. It's going to cost me money. It's going to cost $400,000 just to get into a school. And that is acceptable? Well, you know, that's a very real possibility. Um, I know, so I was I did a shoot, a video shoot for a company in California uh, earlier last year. Mm-hmm. And I was the only on-screen talent person, but the crew was huge. There were like 30-some-odd people or whatever. And so anyway, there was one makeup person because I was one person on camera. So she, I spent a lot of time with her, and she would like make sure I wasn't sweaty and stuff. And so uh, I got to talking to her about like her experience because I would, I would sit down, and she would ask me questions, and I would just like talk to her. And she was like, oh, people usually aren't this talkative. And I'm like, hmm. who do you usually work with? Like what types of people? So she started naming famous people that I won't rename. And some of them I didn't recognize the names anyway. But she was just talking about how awful some of these people are and things that I would not repeat that they said to her or did to her or people in her field. Wow. Whose job it was to just like prepare them to be on screen, right? Just to do get their makeup and their hair right and whatever. And these people, the demands and the stuff that they thought they were owed just by being 
just not even doing anything, just by being in the room, yeah. was disgusting. Hmm. And so it's very possible that some of these people have been so catered to in the Hollywood life that they just expect, like, yeah, like you said, I get what I want. Yeah. And How much is it going to cost to get me that thing? Yeah. Like, if that's really the only barrier. And the part of me went, well, well that's why we have laws, is to stop people that have unbridled desire without a potential consequence to their actions. Mm-hmm. And they go like, oh, I want a thing. They go, well, you can't have it. They go, how much money is it going to cost me to have it? Because that's really what this is all about, right? Mm-hmm. This is just about money. So if you throw enough money at something, I'll get what I want. Yeah. And I really appreciate that there's something in this world where someone stands up and goes, you know what? No, that, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. Because there's people that don't have it. There's people that actually have to do good and have to study and have to do what is demanded of them. And then they get to reap those benefits. Not just go like, oh, I want that. Give it give it to them because of me. Yeah. And that, I don't know, it was crazy. It was crazy to read it. Um, I know people, it's, it's like all in the news because it's Aunt Becky and because <laughs> of what's her name. But there's there were so many more people on that list. And obviously names that no one's ever heard of because... They're rich for whatever reasons, or they have means for some reason other right. than being on a 90s sitcom. Hmm. But yeah, it, it took me a minute to go like, I bet that they just love their kid, and they didn't know another way to do it, or they or they would just have to know that what they were doing was wrong and illegal, and just didn't yeah. care, and were just it's- like assured along the way that everything was fine. It's hard for me to put myself in their sh- in myself in their shoes, not because like I'm better than them. I can't imagine someone doing that. I'm not they would saying never that. be caught it's dead just like, in their shoes. <laughs> it just seems so. I don't know. That seems like a really long road to get down, to. To not at some point, just be like, wait, I'm I'm going about this the wrong way, or. You know, this is not in the best interest of my kid or this is illegal and I might go to jail or have to pay a bunch of money or, you know, but it's hard for me to even like think down that road because there's so many things along the way that would have gone, would have poked me in the heart and been like, no, just, you need to stop this for whatever reason. You know, I don't know. It's hard. Okay. So I'll play, I'll play rich people's advocate real quick. (laughs) Yeah. That's what they need. Yeah. More advocation, (laughs) more people sticking (laughs) up for them. Um, but again, I guess if you're in an environment where it's acceptable and it works and there had never really been any negative backlash. And if you have this person that uh, has given you what you've wanted without any recourse, then you kind of learn to trust that person, whether or not they're actually credible or reputable. Uh, like if we want to throw garbage away, like the dumpster issue that we've had, we have a bunch of construction debris. We need to throw it away in a dumpster. We don't have a dumpster. So if you drive around town, you're like, oh, hey, there's a free dumpster. I'm pretty sure if you dump their stuff in some random person's dumpster, like there's... Yeah. I don't know if it's illegal. Yeah, it is. Oops, sorry. Bonk. Like, but at the same time, like if, if people in town know that there's that dumpster that's just wide open and you throw all your junk in there, and then all of a sudden somebody goes like, hey, man, you're under arrest. I'm like, for what? Like for dumping this Amazon box in that dumpster. For doing the same thing that all the other rich people yeah, have done. Like, for, but everybody yeah. knows that this dumpster is like this. I, like it, The rules about it are shady because I'm not constantly worried about dumpster violations. Hmm. And I'll bring that down to like a poor people analogy. Way to go. That's, that's <laughs> what my people understand. 
dumpster parables. Let's talk about dumpsters. <laughs> dumpster parables could be another good title. Oh, there you go. So it's not that I feel bad for them. I can try to see someone else's uh, side of this story. But then at the same time, like, snicker along while I'm eating my Waffle House, <laughs> going to my state school <laughs> with my student loans. Where's my brick separator? Here, you, you could borrow mine. Thanks. I appreciate it. It's one of 50 that we have. Yeah, I absolutely do not feel bad for him because they should know better. Yep. You done because wrong. Because they're human. Yep. Ooh. I put that in the wrong place. Well, what else is up? How much time have we been doing? I don't know. I don't know either. Anthony's sure. now. We have some pros minutes. and cons. Hey, let's from, do some pros and cons. That'd be fun. From our homeboy Brent. What's up, Brent? The Broken Antler Workshop Woodworks. Wood stuff. Works and stuffs. Ooh, workshop. Brent is a college professor. I wonder how he feels about this. Ooh. We'll have to ask. I wonder him. if he would grade them differently because they're snooty, uptight cheaters. <laughs> Probably. With their Prada dresses and their... <laughs> Tennis rackets. Roche. What else do rich people Faberge have? eggs <laughs> that they bring to class all day. All right, where's my phone? Okay. I don't know. Now, this is a music-themed pros and cons mm, okay. list. Bands or, like, music directions? Genres? Uh, I believe it's bands. Okay. I don't remember how he sent it to me. Hmm. Hope it's on a face. Is Facebook and Instagram working again? Yeah, I think they're back. Yay! Facebook's not working. I saw a thing yesterday that said like, uh, "Spring flipped the switch and made everybody go outside by taking down Facebook." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, so this will be like rapid fire because there's oh. a bunch. Okay. All right. So this is pros and cons of music, and these are artists. I won't even say bands because that's a stretch. Okay. Uh, third eye blind. Bar. No, con. Sorry, that's my. In, in the my brooding nineties, sometimes sometimes pro. Really? I'll give third eye blind a pro. Okay. Tupac. Um, I have to say I don't know because honestly I don't. That's just not my kind of music, so I don't know where it sits in the quality level, and I can't even think of a single song uh, that he released. So I don't know. I never listened to Tupac. He was very angry. Uh, Jewel. Um, I'm going to say con. Well, I'm going to say two things. Con because it's not stuff that I would listen to on purpose. Pro because I understand that she is extremely talented and worked her way from nothing up to being a very successful musician. Do you know that her family was on that Alaska show? I did not know that. Yeah, there was like this, I forgot who they were, the home, Alaska homesteaders or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that was... Her family. Well, I knew that she was from Alaska and came from basically nothing and worked her way up. So, good on her. Hooray, con. I don't like Jules. That. <laughs> I don't like that. Hey, I that don't vibrato like kind of stuff, but like she did it in a weird yodely, throaty kind of way. Okay. It, I didn't much Along that, it. here's one for you. Cranberries. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're taking my words against me. Yep. Heck yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. You like the cranberries, don't you? I do like the cranberries. I do not. Hmm. With vigor. Really? Yeah. Drives hmm. me crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Johnny Cash. Pro. Pro. 
Yep. Everclear. Oh, oh, oh. let's take a break. Okay. Uh, the karaoke. We talked about karaoke in the right. past. So I told you Bob the other day. loves karaoke. <laughs> we went to um, this uh, barbecue place the other night, and it turned out it was karaoke night. And so all these people who don't know how to sing came up and sang karaoke. The first song was Folsom Prison Blues. Mm. And it was sung by a man at least 75 okay. with zero teeth. Oh, boy. And a child's cowboy hat on. Oh, this gets better. And I don't think he was drunk because he hadn't really been there long enough to be drunk, but he sounded drunk and was about three measures behind the music in all the words. <laughs> it was, it just, uh, like I can still feel it. And I realized through listening <laughs> to all of this awful karaoke, why I don't like karaoke, and I told you this the other day, dissonance, somebody singing off key, it like hurts me internally and i'm not one of those people that like oh this kills me like this thing outside of me it hurts me physically but like that actually it makes me squirm it makes my neck kind of uncomfortable i don't know why um but so listening to these people the whole time i just kind of wanted to like be able to turn my head away from the sound i kept going like ah i can't (laughs) and it was so loud and it was just behind me and he ruined that song such a good song was the food good uh Double whammy. Yeah, I was, I was disappointed in the food. All right. I like Johnny Cash. I do too. Everclear. Con. A pro, I like Everclear. Well, you're wrong. No, I'm not. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Dr. Dre. Um, again, like Tupac, I just don't have the context to really say. Yeah, I never really listened to it, and it had a lot of words that I was not allowed to say. Yeah. And I was in an environment in the South where, like, the white kids tried to be like, yo, I'm super cool, and I like to listen to Dr. Dre, and it seemed really fake, because they were being like purposely fake, not that they just liked it. I understand that people of all ethnicities like Dr. Dre yeah. and Tupac. Uh, I didn't want to be fake, because I didn't like that music at the time, and they were saying words that they shouldn't have been saying, even though it was in the song. Yeah, I'm like, that doesn't make it right. I'm 10, and I know that that's not right. Yeah. So I abstained from all possible means that I could be... Uh, construed as a fake or a racist. Yeah. yeah. So it was a safe move to distance myself. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think I think that's partly partly mm-hmm. partially it's the partly why I was drawn to the Beastie Boys initially. I mean, I think uh, there's a lot mm. of things about them that I like, but I was like, oh, I can like them and not feel like I'm just liking something because I'm supposed to like it because you know it was like I don't know. Uh, did you ever listen to a rapper named? Um, it was around that same time period. Snow? I think I his name know. was Snow. I don't know nothing about no snow. I think his name was Snow. I'm wanting to say Powder, but that's the movie about yeah. the dude who was... About the albino kid? Yeah, albino. But anyway, there was this... Uh... Oh, man, I can still hear it. It's like has this real kind of uh, Rasta kind of Jamaican... Like UB40? No. I don't know how to explain it. Anyway... Move the, along. The British reggae group. UB40. No, no, no. It wasn't. Oh, yeah. No. This guy was just like a pop uh, rap type white dude. All right. That's all I remember. Well, on those lines, the next one is Eminem. Um, I'll say pro, but it's not because I listen to Eminem. I have heard a lot of Eminem, and I, I can see that he's really good at what he does. It's just not my thing, again. But I'll say pro because I can see among rappers 
that I've heard how he stands out as a different thing. I say con because I didn't like music that was just like, I'm going to have a rap battle against this person and just like talk trash about people. Yeah, I can see that. And I just never really hit with me. So I didn't really like Eminem. And even then, like when he came out with the, was it like the Marshall Mathers LP, or early on when he was making like the silly kind of rap that got him on MTV. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, now I get to do the real stuff that I wanted to do. Now I'm angry. Yeah, and it, I don't know, it, it seemed disingenuous. Hmm. George Strait. Con, con? I'm also con. con. That's very classic country music. He was in a movie? You remember the movie? No. My parents really liked George Street. My parents were all about country music. I, nah. uh, Wilson Phillips. Well, that was another thing about well, the um, the karaoke mm-hmm. is we we listened to like I don't know probably ten or so songs, all all but one very painful, and I had heard two of the songs before, and it was the Johnny Cash song mm. and the song from um, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I am a man. Casanova. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy that sang that was great. It was fantastic. Hmm. But every other song I had never heard before. And I mentioned that to my mom who was sitting there. I was like, man, I don't know any of these songs. She was like, yeah, we didn't have country music on growing up when you were growing up. And so you don't know these. (laughs) My parents did. My mom had a a huge range of musical interests. Like we unpacked a bunch of her old records. Mm -hmm. And it's got Kiss and it's got the Bee Gees and uh, a lot of the Beatles. And it's got like a huge range. And then, like, Merle Haggard and, um, man, Ronnie Millsap and stuff like this that, like, I don't want to listen to that, please. Yeah. But then we would go to, like, baseball practice, and Garth Brooks would be cranked on the radio, and I'd start jamming along. It was the 90s. That's what you did. Nope, not me. Yeah. You can keep your Garth Brooks. Okay, It's Wilson, great for people. Like, if you Wilson like it, Phillips. awesome. Not my thing. Wilson Phillips, con. Uh, I, the two songs that I know of Wilson Phillips, at the time I didn't like, but they're super catchy, and we... Oh, there's a little tiny Darth Vader. Uh, we scream sing that song in my house. It's really funny. Hmm. And it's fun. Does someday somebody's going to make you want to turn around and say goodbye to that song? I don't hmm. know what it's called. But Tiff loves Wilson Phillips. Really? And so I know that I can get her just to sing. Like, no matter no, what no. she is doing. Hmm. Like, it's a trigger. That's she can't funny. not do it. It's like a sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> Which she also can't do. That's another that's story for another day. So that's why I like Wilson Phillips, is yeah. because of that one association. I could see that. Bob Seeger. Uh, I don't know. No context. I like Bob Seeger. What What does Bob Seeger sing? He's, see, the thing about me and music is, like, I like what I like, and I don't know a whole lot of the other stuff. Hmm. So I'm. there are tons of bands I've not actually heard. Bob Seeger is not quite country. It's like... It's like southern rock? Folksy kind of rock. Um... There's a lot of songs that you would know by Bob Seger that I cannot, off the top of my head, name. Hmm. Uh, Here I Am on the Road Again. Metallica oh, did a cover of some okay. Bob Seger songs. All right. Yeah, so I probably know them. Yeah. Gotcha. If you heard them, you would know them. It might not be like, oh, that's by that person, but a lot of iconic music. Gotcha. I was playing some Bob Seger on my guitar the other day. Uh, what else? Bare Naked Ladies. Con. Pro. I don't mind the bare naked ladies. They're silly, but they own it. Hmm. I've never really gotten into the silly music. Like, I mean, Weird Al is a whole different world of silly music. True. Um, I don't know. 
the that type of band that does like the over the top jokey stuff it just i don't know see i wouldn't label it as over the top but i, I, I don't know I what don't, that's based I, on i don't know about them i didn't mean that in, right to them, but. but i mean it they're they're good songs they're catchy songs and some of them are just they have kind of silly lyrics hmm. but yeah pro um frank sinatra i'd say pro i'm pro yeah yeah he i mean i don't it's not Something I would go listen to on a regular basis, but when you hear him actually sing, mm-hmm. you're like, "Ooh, man!" <laughs> Did you watch the movie Sing? That dude is smooth. Movie the new cartoony sing. movie with the animals who were doing a oh, singing show. I think I did see all it. the celebrity voices and stuff. Yeah. Um, the guy who man, what's his name? The guy who did Family Guy. Seth. McFarlane. Seth MacFarlane is a huge Frank Sinatra fan, and he sang "I Did It My Way." Great job. Oh, really? Yeah. I think, I mean, most of the singing, I'm not real big on, like, the showboaty, like, American Idol, like, <laughs> it's irritating. <laughs> but when Frank Sinatra sings I Did It My Way, like, you get a little bit of goosebumps. I really like that song. Yeah. I believe it. So, He pro. did it his way. Yeah. Uh, who's next? Power Man 5000. We have a vacuum above us now. That's fun. What was that? Power Man 5000. Oh, the, that's a band, right? Yeah, you remember that? I remember the name, and that is... They had band. real spiky hair, and it was a like a space-themed late 90s, early 2000s like rock band. Huh. I don't remember was, they sang a, any oh, of that. What was the song that they sang? They had like one, I was like, popular, like mildly popular song. Hmm. I don't know that one. Do you, did you ever hear of a band called Space Hog? No. You probably would know the song, but I can't think of the song right now. They had, like, one hit. They were, like, mm-hmm. a British kind of alt band in the post-grunge era. But that yeah, sounded like a total music nerd right there. But uh, they had one song, and I can't even think of, like, what it was. It was very um, kind of flamboyant alt-rock. Okay. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know how Oasis has some like kind orgy? of... Like, Orgy? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Oasis had some like kind of flamboyant moments that were very... Really? Maybe that's not the right word. Anyway. You said space. Made me think of that. Space hog. Uh, Garth Brooks. I've said my piece with yeah, Garth Brooks. Me too. Come okay. On. The Beach Boys. Pro. Pro as well. Destiny's Child. Wait, wait, wait. Why did you laugh? With... The... <laughs> <laughs> because of the shreds that, thing? The What is it? The shreds. The shreds version of I'll Get Around. So if anybody doesn't know what the shreds Man. thing are, there it's this this thing that people do to music videos on YouTube. It was big a few years back. I don't know if there's, people are still doing it or not. But they take a video and they replay the music on top of it, but they do it horribly. And... It's like hard to even explain what it sounds like. It's, it's so funny, especially that's that that I get around. Yeah. Uh, in the music video, it's just like them performing live. There, one guy who's singing is like slapping his leg, and then that thing that's all he's doing is like slapping very comedically, kind of offbeat, and they're like, it's not good. And they're like clapping. Yeah. They're all clapping, but it's like it's like this. A it little. sounds like this. It's not like you know EQ'd clapping. You got to go check them out. Yeah. We should link that one. If people are shows. Beach Boys fans, they're not going to like it. Jenny hates it because she loves the Beach Boys. It, it seems like they're making fun of the Beach Boys. 
But there's, it's not just the Beach Boys. Like they do this shreds thing. The first one I ever saw was about Creed. Oh it was yeah. A Creed song, and it was like where they're there's on the Creed top of this here. building, and there's like flying around. It, yeah, just go check them out. Mm. They're amazing. Uh, Destiny's Child. Don't know anything about them. I feel bad for Destiny's Child. Why? Because Beyonce kind of there was three. Oh, she girl. was one of them. Yeah, and she just like just use them and lose them. Huh. So. I got respect for the other two ladies from Destiny's Child. I don't know their names, but I think they need to get Left their Eye. Money. That was from... Uh, That's from TLC. Yeah, sure. We're chasing waterfalls, man. <laughs> okay. Right Whatever. <laughs> the Who. Um, huh. I'm going to say Con. Kern? Uh, because... Because I, I don't have a good reason. I... Don't really like a lot of the Who that I've heard. The the one pro is watching them perform. They seem super high energy. I've seen that. That's kind of fun. And when I was in band in college and high school, we performed marching band performed Pinball Wizard, hmm. and that was awesome. And so, if I have a pro, it's because I have that association with them. But I don't know. It's not like a hard con. It's just not. I couldn't name a single Who song. Oh, there might be a song like I think I have in my head that's on some TV show. I'm like, oh, that's the Who, hmm. and it was like Pete Townsend was a guitarist of the Who. Yep, that's all I know about the Who. See, it was it's on some crime show that I don't want to watch, and that Pete Townsend was a guitarist. You would probably know some like um, Pinball Wizard was one from they had a rock opera that they did, so hmm. the whole opera all rock music by them. Um, but, you know, it, it's an opera, so it tells stories through mm-hmm. the music, and so it's a lot different than a lot of the other stuff at that time. But it was about, it was called Tommy, was the name of the rock opera, and he was a pinball wizard. He was a played pinball. And so it's a really cool song, and then we had a marching band version of it, which doesn't sound like it would be cool, but it was pretty cool. So. I do know from an interview with Paul McCartney that Helter Skelter... Mm-hmm. Song which we are both very fond of mm-hmm. was a result of the Who coming out and being really high energy, and they wanted to match that high energy in a song. Oh, so Helter Skelter was a direct reflection of them trying to copy the Who. Wow. Yeah, thought that was cool. That is cool. Way to go, Who. And that's kind of crazy for him to admit that. Yep. The Beatles, like you know, for all he's that Paul they are McCartney. known as. Yeah, he's got nothing to lose. Oh, that's true. It's like we were we were tripping crazy, and we just <laughs> started singing songs about chickens. <laughs> People loved it. Thought it was about their girlfriend, but sure, why not? Uh, sticks. Don't know. Eh. No context. I mean, it's, it's an 80s band with songs that I could sing along to. I got no, I got no beef with sticks. <laughs> I've got no beef with sticks. Corn. Uh, con. I had my corn phase. Corn maze? Corn, my maze, my maze phase? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Dad joke level oh, 10. Wow. That was really good. Maze with a K. Yeah, I, I never never had that. Yep, I had a corn phase. I had a corn poster in my room. Ooh. Wow. And then it got really, really silly when it was all on MTV and it didn't seem so broody. <laughs> and like I'm scream singing a song because I'm tortured on the inside. And then they did like music videos of like champagne popping and stuff and it just got really kind of dumb and I lost interest in it. Hmm. It was around the limp biscuity kind of time in the world. Oh yeah, yeah, meh. Gotcha. So there, there was a place in, in my life for corn. Did you listen to Tool around the same time? Yeah. Hmm. Yep, sure did. Uh, Spice Girls. 
Con. Uh, so I could care less about the Spice Girls. I'm sure. There was too much hesitation in your voice. No, no, no. I got, I got a silly story. It's about my grandmother. Okay. So my grandmother is from West Virginia, but she originally came from her, her family's from Ireland. So she spoke kind of funny. She would say like bushes in certain words. It was just like it would catch her. Okay. But they had this cabin down by this river and we were down at this cabin one time and I woke up in the morning and we were going to go out and go hang out like me and my grandparents. And my grandma's like, Josh, she's like, there's these people that are camping down the way. She's like, they they had some song and it just kept saying Billy Bob over and over and over again. Billy Bob, Billy Bob, tell me Billy Bob. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, it just kept saying that a bunch of times. It was so irritating. And then I'm like, well, sing me some more of these words. And she's like, tell me Billy Bob, you're Billy Billy Bob. And I'm like, <laughs> the spice girl? i'm like tell me what you want what you really really want she's like no that's not what they're saying they're saying billy bob i'm like they're playing the spice girl and i had to deduce in the craziest way that these funny. people were playing spice girls at a level that was very offensive to my grandmother hmm. and this that's every time i think about the spice girls i think my grandmother's just like this dumbfounded inquisitive look on her face like why would someone say that in a song it's so dumb billy bob Tell me, and she would say it really funny. Oh, that lady was awesome. That's funny. So thanks, Spice Girls, for that and that alone. <laughs> uh, Queen. Um, it's kind of mixed. I'll, I'll say pro because even though I don't listen to Queen much, I do. There are a few songs that I really, really like. But I, I don't think I've ever been in a place where I would like actively, like I'm gonna put on some Queen to listen to. Just never been my thing. I actively like Queen. Yeah. And we will, we have Alexa play Queen pretty routinely. Mm. It was one of those albums that my mom had, and I just really liked. And then I remember watching Wayne's World and seeing Bohemian Rhapsody, like them kind of rocking out to it. And it was a song I had never heard. And it was in that same vein of like Thriller and maybe November Rain at the time. Like this song is more than a song. Oh, right. Yeah. And then mm. I heard more of Queen. I'm like, they have some really crazy stuff, but it's kind of catchy. Yeah. And so I'm, yeah, I'm a Queen fan. That's cool. Eddie and the Cruisers. Don't know. Hold on. There's an asterisk. No It says Eddie and the Cruisers. Who the heck is Eddie and the Cruisers? I don't know who that is. Uh, New Kids on the Block. Con. I used to rock out to New Kids. Really? Because I'm seven years younger than you, Hmm. and it was O'Coran at the time. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, no. Not my thing. Girls can like it. it At the left, time, I'm just it saying left that. quickly, but I mean, kinda. It was, that was oh gosh, was that junior high for me? I don't remember exactly when that was. It stuck around for a while, mm-hmm. but you know, just not what I was into at the time. So I'm pretty sure there's a VHS tape of me singing "Step by Step" on my back patio. My parents <laughs> snuck around the corner and recorded me doing that. <laughs> See, I wouldn't even know that that was a song of theirs. I don't. I can't think of a single song. By They're gonna get to you, girl. That's what. Oh man. Yeah. Donnie was way better in Band of Brothers. Did you ever see Band of Brothers? Um. Yeah, I think so. It's Marky Mark's older it's a brother. Series, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nelly. Don't know anything about him. I never really listened to Nelly. Britney Spears. Con. Yeah. If anything that is pop music. You can just write me down for a con. Okay. Which I know is hyper narrow-minded, but that's just that's just me and music. 
Britney Spears was never marketed to me. And I felt like that was an appropriate way for music executives to do. Like, hmm. I, don't, I don't need Britney Spears. And then when she went crazy and shaved her head and people freaked out, I'm like, oh, well. Hmm. <laughs> I saw that coming. Oh, well. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess I'm not surprised because I had zero expectations of Britney Spears' actions to begin with. So True. Good for her, I guess. Uh, there's only a couple. Okay. Five Finger Death Punch. Is that a band or a move? I guess it's a both. Band. Both. I don't Just know. Just a five points exploding heart trick. Mm, that sounds dangerous. I don't know. I've never heard Five Finger Death Punch. Me neither. Man, we, we must just not be cool enough to know mm-hmm. these bands. Old Crow Medicine Show. I think he's making up stuff at no, this point. No, I have heard of that before. Okay. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. Bismarcky. Pro. What would I know Bismarcky from? Um, so he used to do a whole bunch name. of stuff with the... Um, oh, say he's just a friend. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, he used to do you a whole lot of stuff with... Yeah. With the Beastie Boys. He okay. like, was on a bunch of their albums. Um, in fact, you know, like, in, in oh, man, I can't even think of which album it is. The Beastie Boys were, there's, like, this break at the end of a song, and there's a guy rapping, and he's, like, smarter than Spock, Spock. And he's talking about the yeah. Echo. That's Bismarcky. Oh. Um, anyway, he, he did that. He also was on Yo Gabba Gabba. Mm-hmm. And did a bunch of stuff with them, which I thought was like such a weird place for him to be, but it was so cool. He would like teach kids how to do beats with their mouth, and he was really awkward and weird. On speaking of, yeah. uh, do you know the the show Storybots? Yeah. So Snoop Dogg is narrates an episode of Storybots where he teaches kids about computer programming. <laughs> oh, this is right. where we are in the world right now. I know Snoop's not on here, but I was indifferent to Snoop until. He was teaching kids about computer programming on Storybots. Wow. Huh. I was like, well, whose voice is that? I'm like, that's, that's Snoop Double G. Man. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Okay, last one is Weird Al. Oh, wow. Brought that up earlier. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't actually enjoy Weird Al's music. But I think for as weird of a dude as he is, he carved out like his own thing in music and has stuck to it. Yep, really hard for a very, very long time. So I'll say pro for that. I heard somewhere that he put out like an actual album, like with his own music, because I don't think I've ever heard a Weird Al like non-parody song. Hmm. Um, but I know it exists. And I would form my opinion on Weird Al based on that. Yeah. Maybe not the parody stuff, because it's, I mean, it's funny and it's, you know, it's neat, but I mean, it's, it's not his music. Yeah, I mean, true. I don't know. I got I got no beef with Weird Al. I think Weird Al, if he was here right now, I'd want to hang out with him. Yeah, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I wouldn't make him leave. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, that's our list. Well, okay, that was good. Is there anybody that you feel like should be on that list uh, that needs special mention? We could go through a ton of them, like I'm the sure. cranberries, apparently. Yeah. Do you, so you really like cranberries? The like two songs that the Cranberries have that anybody knows, was Zombie and then the other one that was not Zombie. And it's for me, it's absolutely R.I.P. <laughs> it's her voice. Mm. It's that's all it is. Like, and that's I know very respectful of you, by the way. No, no, it's a shame anybody that you know is young and dies. But um, just her voice, just 
And that's one of those things, just like karaoke. Like, the voice can ruin any amount of beautiful, wonderful, awesome music for me. If the mm. voice doesn't sit well with my head, then I can't get past it. And that's one of those where I just cannot get past it. And I think that has a lot to do with country music, too. I can't get past the twang that oh, yeah. people force into their singing. Yep. And I have the same thing with the Christina Aguilera. Like, yeah. like ugh, I hate that. Yeah. It's like a random guitar solo, like right in the middle of a song. <laughs> Coming out of your mouth. <laughs> like, Slash, stop that. It's, it's not your time yet. Yeah. And even if it is your time, like, take That's it down funny. a notch. Just saying. Yep. So, cranberries, no for me. But my wife loves them. Good for her. Cranberries are high in antioxidants. <laughs> <laughs> and will also stain your clothes. All right. Where can people find you? On Instagram, whenever it decides to work, at the PI Workshop. And on Twitter, at Josh Makes Stuff. And you can find both of us, all of us, at I Like to Make Stuff on all the stuff. Anything else? Nope. Anthony needs to get back from vacation because I'm not quite sure what to do with <laughs> any of this here. <laughs> um, hopefully it'll sound good. Yeah. Hopefully we'll it'll see. look good. We'll see. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Somehow make it stop. Ready and cut. cut.